Hello, and welcome to Heartstock Radio. I'm your host, Carol Murphy. Thank you so much for joining us. And this week's guest is James Nadiopi, and he's going to be with us in just a moment and tell us all about his enterprise. He's working with Justice Tourism Foundation in Uganda. Just a moment, he'll be with us and tell us all about what he is up to there. And remember that you can email us at heartstockradio at gmail.com. I'm Carol Murphy, your host, and Daniel Hogan is in the studio. In just a moment, we will be right back with James Nadiope. Welcome again. This is Heartstock Radio. I'm your host, Carol Murphy. Our guest this week is James Nadiope, and he is speaking with us from Uganda. Hello, James. How are you? Hello, Carol. I'm doing well. It's nice to hear from you. <laughs> so where in Uganda are you speaking with us from? I am speaking right from the capital city of Kampala. It's uh, in the evening. I'm looking forward to this opportunity to share through your radio broadcast. And I want to say thank you so much for this opportunity. Oh, and thank you, James. Can you give us a little introduction? What is Tourism Foundation, uh, Justice Tourism Foundation, and what it is that you do there? Oh, Justice Tourism Foundation is. Uh, a social tourism organization. We do tourism differently from the traditional way or the conventional way of doing tourism. Our focus is a little bit different from the other tour agents. Ours is that we do tourism based on justice and fairness. We focus on using tourism to help or to uplift the livelihoods of the local communities at the destinations here in Uganda. Was there a particular pain point or something that wasn't working in a more traditional model for tourism that you wanted to kind of solve for by creating your organization? Yeah, one of the areas that uh, the traditional tour agents that were not really doing is all about sustainable tourism. And uh, when we talk about sustainable tourism, it's, it's inclusive of the local communities at the destinations. And that means that uh, what the other tour agents were not doing was basically not including the local communities in their focus or in their perspective. The other tour, tour agents were basically focusing on places, uh, but we realized that uh, Uganda as a country is not all about places. 
It's about the people, the culture, the food, the music. And so our Justice Tourism Foundation focuses on directing the, the travelers to the local communities, connecting them with the communities where they are able to listen to the stories of the villagers, of the people in the community. They are able to share their food, their culture, their lifestyle, and also participate in the day-to-day activities that the communities are involved in. And so that way, they are able to know the country and experience its culture from the eyes of the local people. Well, that sounds like an awful lot of fun, among other things, and educational. I'm just wondering, James, if you can share a little bit about your background, uh, where you might have gone to school, things that have influenced you along your journey and your path. Ah, well, my educational, I would say, journey wasn't that easy, though I was raised up in a very well-off family. But unfortunately, when I I was in uh, my high my second year in my high school, my daddy passed away, and uh, that created uh, a little bit of a gap in my studies. But uh, it did not really hinder my my goals, to pursue my goals or to pursue my dreams. But somehow the journey has been with a lot of hurdles, a lot of mountains, and I would say a lot of valleys to pull through. It wasn't easy for me to, to raise school fees for my studying, you know, from uh, primary to high school to university. It has been a big challenge, but all in all, I was able to get into university in my family. I was the first person to enter into university and graduate with a Bachelor of Theology. And to me and my family, that has been a, has been a great achievement. Where did you go to school? In my primary school, I went to several uh, primary schools here in Uganda are like the elementary schools probably in the United States. Because my father was um, a medical surgeon working with the government hospitals at that time, he used to be given transfers from one hospital to another hospital. And then during those process of transfers, my father and uh, the rest of my sibling and my mom would also, of course, follow my my father's transfers. And so in that process, I attended several schools during my elementary studies. And so I would only probably mention one where I graduated with my elementary level, and that was uh, Magua Primary School in Jinja, which is about uh, 80 kilometers east of Kampala. And also I studied. Uh, my high school, also in Jinja, a school that's known as St. James Secondary School. And thereafter, I joined the African Nazarene University, which is based in Nairobi, Kenya, mm-hmm. where I started my 
Bachelor of Theology degree. Mm-hmm. And then how did you kind of progress? What were the different activities and organizations that you were involved with before founding Justice Tourism Foundation? I had pursued a Bachelor of Theology. And so prior to my involvement with Justice Tourism Foundation, I've been involved with uh, uh, church ministries where I have worked as a youth leader in a local church with the full gospel churches in Uganda. I've also worked with uh, one of the international organizations, which is really best in the United States of America, but it has, I would say, branches across the globe, and this is Youth the Mission. And so I worked with Youth the Mission as a missionary in Kenya, and thereafter I was able to continue with uh, some other social activities within the communities, both in Kenya and in Uganda. And later on, I was able to start the African Child Foundation, which was able to focus on helping the street children and orphans get a better and constructive future through education. I would say my main area of uh, ministry has really been in, in social activities, reaching out to kids in the streets, reaching out to often reaching out to widows. And this has been one of the, I would say, the gifts and the focus for my life to see how best I could help these disadvantaged children and the vulnerable women and widows. And how does all that tie in with tourism? At what point did you see that tourism was going to assist you in these efforts? Yeah, I looked at tourism from a different angle. The tourism that uh, I am doing is quite different from the, uh, uh, the traditional conventional tourism. I looked at tourism from the angle of transformation. I realized that our travelers were not just tourists. From my perspective, I looked at the travelers as seeds of positivity. I looked at every traveler, if they're coming into Uganda, then with their funds, uh, that money could be utilized to uplift communities. And so our tourism does not only focus on the wildlife, but as I said earlier, it focuses on introducing the travelers into the communities where the tourists or the guests or the travelers can spend their money into the communities, which could uplift the economy of the local communities. And also, I looked at uh, at the traveler, just as as I said, as a seed where I would introduce them to the community projects and uh, and encourage them to participate into some of the local project initiatives and this has been one of the the focuses for our tourism activities and so it's quite different from the other tour traditional we're seeing to the, the travelers as guests we are looking at them 
as seed sown that could help impact the communities in Uganda at the destinations. And you mentioned that you went to school in Kenya. Did I get that right? What What was that like? Yes. Was that um, yes. a bit of a cultural shock for you? What did you experience when you went to an, another country? Kenya, I'd say Kenya and Uganda and Tanzania, uh, Burundi and Rwanda, the East African countries, almost similar. But of course, we all have different cultural backgrounds. My living in Kenya uh, wasn't that much as a shock because uh, in Kenya, they use English as one of their uh, official language. And also they use Kiswahili, which was uh, almost a similar language that we speak in Uganda, English and Kiswahili. And the food is similar. The music is all similar. So it wasn't quite as a big shock to me. I was able to integrate and connect with, uh, of course, with the communities there. But also the university that I went to had uh, an international perspective. And so we had students from all over Africa and some from uh, the United States too. So uh, we were able to um, integrate with one another and be able to connect easily. We're going to take our little break here. And when we come back, I'd love to talk more about uh, when you founded your enterprise and a little bit more about what you do. This is Heartstock Radio. In just a moment, we shall be back with James. Welcome back. This is Heartstock Radio. I'm your host, Carol Murphy. We were just talking about James's experience going to school outside the country, and he is the founder and the CEO of Justice Tourism Foundation. So let's dig a little deeper into all of that, James. When did you found Justice Tourism, and did you have any co-founders or folks helping you with that? I've had similar uh, questions before from other people asking me the same thing. How did you come about with the uh, Justice Tourism Foundation? All, what is it all about? And uh, the name itself, the brand itself, just as you, it's all about justice. It's about fairness. It's about ethics. You know, the idea ran through my mind and uh, I realized that uh, you know, the other tour companies weren't really doing justice. They weren't fair to the communities where the tourists uh, go through, where the travelers go through. They weren't uh, fair to them. You know, all what was being done was like the, the tourists, or the, you know, the travelers would just go through the compounds of the guests and uh, their focus would be like looking for the wildlife. 
And to me, that was not fair because I realized that, uh, you know, the wildlife, the animals which the, uh, the tourists uh, uh, have come to watch are being conserved or kept safe by the local communities. These local communities weren't really benefiting from the tourism revenue. And uh, that compelled me, triggered me to start Justice Tourism Foundation to create tourism that is fair, ethical, and uh, inclusive of the communities to realize that uh, it's important for them, the local communities, to benefit from the revenue that's um, got from the, you know, from, from the tours or from the tourism activities. And so in 2017, Justice Tourism was born and uh, with the focus of uh, creating opportunities for the local communities through tourism, introducing the guests in their communities and connecting the guests with the local communities. And this is how the idea is all about. And uh, we've been doing this for the last, uh, say, five years now. Were there any advisors or other organizations that helped you back in 2017 get all of this off the ground? Not really. No, no organization, no partners, uh, not even a government agents were able to uh, help me to get this out. It was all my own initiative. It was all my own idea. All what I did was to share this idea with some of my family members, and this includes my, my grown-up children and who really embraced the idea, and they became part of the vision, part of the mission. And uh, so this is how it's all being run, not as a family organization. Of course, we have other members of the management that are helping out currently to make our vision and mission successful. Can you tell us a little bit about the experiences both from a community standpoint and a tourist, from the tourist perspective, what are some of the, the impacts that you've seen? Uh, I want to say that, uh, just as I said earlier, that we don't look at the tourists as uh, tourists, in, you know, as per se. Justice Tourism Foundation looks at every tourist as a guest. That's one point. We look at them as guests, and so because we take all the travelers as guests, therefore we introduce our travelers into the communities. You know, the communities are very much open, and they are able to share their day-to-day lifestyle with the guests. They are able to participate in the day's activities like farming, harvesting crops, picking tea, or, you know, cooking together uh, with the local community. So these are some of the impacts that uh, the guests have had on the community, but also we've been able, through the guest support, to provide or to initiate uh, or to construct uh, 
you know, wells that provide clean water for the communities. And uh, as currently, Justice Tourism Foundation is working alongside the Kivali National Park, where there has been human and wildlife conflicts. The wildlife have been coming out of their protected areas. And so they cross over and they come into the gardens of the local communities and destroy these gardens. And so as Justice Tourism Foundation, with the help and support from uh, the guests, that's our travelers, we have been able to construct the beehives. And uh, these beehives have been hanged uh, on the boundaries of the National Park Protected Area. You know, with that process, the wildlife cannot cross over to come into the gardens of the local people because they fear to be attacked by the bees. Mm -hmm. And so this is one of the impacts that uh, uh, we've been able to make uh, within the communities that we are working with along, uh, around the Kivale National Park in the western part of Uganda. We've been also able to uh, initiate what we would call the village banks for the rural women within the area of Kivale National Park. Uh, these village banks work as a center where the rural women are able to get unsecured loans to be able to boost their small enterprises or small businesses. And so uh, all these uh, initiatives have been able to uh, come out through the introduction of the guests into the communities who have been able to share, you know, to feel the need and uh, see the, the challenges which the communities are facing. And so they feel, they share their feelings and their struggles, and they're able to uh, donate towards these uh, uh, project initiatives for the communities. So maybe you can talk a little bit about some of the partners that have helped you achieve these successes um, with the bees and the banks. That's that almost is uh, is poetic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, the bees are quite. Uh, um, you know, you can't really cross their areas, and so we did. We decided to put the beehives around the gardens to be able to protect the communities from the wildlife, and this has had a great impact. So the local communities have been able to harvest their crops without the interruption of the wildlife, and this is such a great achievement. Were and there, also, were there uh, bee experts yeah. that helped you with this? Or any any partners uh, that have helped you? Um, I want to say that, uh, as I said earlier, that... Uh, you know, we, uh, um, we do tourism from a different perspective. Our guests uh, stay a little bit longer in the communities, and uh, in that process, they become part of our partners to help uh, in some of our project initiatives. And uh, I would like to mention a few, um, like, like organizations that uh, 
were able to visit us as in a, a corporate group of guests from the Wings, uh, Wings of Hope, and this is based in, uh, in Switzerland. And uh, we were also, and also individual guests have been, I would say, our partners as they stay with us in the community. Uh, they are able to uh, become part of us and uh, help these initiatives. This is how we've been able to, you know, uplift the livelihood and uh, the standards of the communities that we are working with um, here in Uganda. We only have a, a, about two minutes left, and I'm hoping you can um, share with us a little bit about the future. What big plans do you have coming up? And um, yeah, then we'll we'll end with some information on how folks might be able to find you, James. Yeah, uh, we are looking at um, our future as uh, an organization. We have quite a lot of stuff to do. Uh, we are still a young organization. We are not that big. Um, our future is still, you know, with, with such great opportunities. But uh, we are looking at uh, uh, how we could uh, improve more of the expand our activities in the uh, in more communities, uh, especially. Uh, in terms of providing clean water for the local communities that are living around the Kivale National Park, which is quite a rural, remote rural area. And, uh, you know, most of the, the people living in these communities are extremely, extremely very poor. And, you know, the, the state of their hygiene, the best things like water, uh, uh, really in scarce, and so as an organization, we are looking at how we could uh, improve uh, and the access of clean water mm. for these communities. And how might folks find you, James, if they'd like to get involved or uh, learn more? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, um, for those that want to link with us they can find us on linkedin my profile and uh my organization's profile are found on linkedin james nadiope is my profile on linkedin and uh you can also reach out through our website which is www.justicetourism.org And that's how you can reach us. Mm. Sounds like um, my kind of tourism. And thank you so much for sharing your story. And thank you for the work that you're doing, James. We we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this uh, great opportunity for granting me to use your platform to share um, our vision, our mission, and our work here in Uganda. And I really appreciate it. And uh, I pray that probably if there is any other opportunity that you can always welcome me again. Mm, indeedy. This is Heartstock Radio. As usual, we will be back next week. Until then, peace. And all around me, a voice was sounding. 
Heartstock Radio is a production of KBMF 102.5 Butte America Radio. Hear our programs every Friday at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time via live stream at butteamericaradio.org. The voice was As I went walking, I saw a sign there, and on the sign it said, No trespassing, but on